We're, we're really excited to have Max Area on the program with us. He's uh, famous for his knowledge in space, the space industry. Uh, boy, you know, I, we couldn't. We're, I was talking to Brad Barong the other night, and he was saying how how great it was to have you in Weatherford. Well, it's been great to be here. It really has. I. Uh, I've told this story before. Is I've known Tom Stafford for forty-five years, probably, and good friend. And and he heard that I was going to retire, and uh, some years ago, and he said, "You can't retire because he'll never retire. He's ninety-three and still going strong." And he said, well, "You know, you know this place down here as well as anyone. Once you slide into retirement by moving down here for a year or two and polishing up the edges, well, that was twelve years ago." And uh, so, it, yeah, it's been a really fun ride here, and to do it here in Weatherford, um, it's uh, I've really come to love this town. It well, really you've is. taken it to new heights, uh, quite honestly, and and just the Apollo room mm-hmm. with the, the 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 landing craft and oh yeah and the, the big yeah and then the Apollo rocket or the the ship yeah. spaceship itself mm-hmm. and the space suit. I mean, there's just a lot to see oh, there yeah. about the Apollo. Projects and the man that your your exhibit on the power, yeah, the powering the race to the moon. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that, amazing. There's no, other, there's no other exhibit that's been put together like it. It's the only one of the things we learned. I learned a long time ago was that when you're trying to do something like this in a small community, uh, especially not close to a metropolitan area. You have to go way beyond what people expect just to get noticed. You just can't do what everyone else does. You'll get lost in, in it. So we always try to find something really unique. So we, we have concentrated on doing exhibits that this is the only place in the world that you can see this. Mm. And this one exhibit you just said, Harold, uh, Powering the Race to the Moon, it's the only place in the world that you can see the flight-ready test-fired engines from the American Saturn V moon rocket and the Soviet N1 moon rocket. Uh, in fact, the um, the engine we have from their big moon ro- from the Soviet moon rocket, it's the only engine in the world on display from that rocket. And so that's what we're trying to do. Uh, you know, we have the flown Gemini 6 that you had an awful lot to do with, Harold. Um, but it's the only place in the world you can see a flown Gemini right next to the actual launch vehicle of the type that launched the Geminis, the Titan IIs. I uh, can't see it at Smithsonian, can't see it anywhere else. And so that's what we're really focusing on. And it's a, um, uh, and it's really creating results because when people come in, the shock, they, they have a preconceived notion when they walk in there. And they think it's probably going to be another local county historical society. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but but they come in and it's so much bigger and it has stuff that they weren't expecting to see. And we see people who come in expecting to spend 30 minutes and they end up spending the whole day. You can do that very easily. Yeah. Now, now, a couple of big things coming up. The Steth, Stealth F- yes. F-17 bomber. Right. That's, yeah. Where that, are we on that? Oh, boy, that's been a, uh, a saga. We started on this seven years ago. And uh, uh, the F-117 Stealth Fighter, uh, we're going to be one of the only places in the world to have one. And the, the challenge has been... <clears throat> It's still partially classified, the aircraft. It was one of the most top-secret aircraft ever in our inventory. 
And um, But, of course, for us to be able to get a classified aircraft, they have to take it through a process called demilling. The Air Force has to. And that demilling took two and a half years. And um, they had to get rid of all the top-secret coatings that made it stealthy, uh, get all the top-secret electronics out of it. And the problem is when they took the coatings off, a lot of places like the leading edge of the wings were so thick with the coating that when they took it off, it no longer looked right. And so they just took those parts off and destroyed them. And so that means we've got to replace them. And there was about 80 parts that we have to replace. The, the challenge came in because it was still classified. We couldn't get the drawings of the parts. And so we had to rely upon photos. Well, I didn't realize it until we started doing the research that all the photos of the F-117 that the Air Force allowed to be released were very low resolution, so no one could could copy it. (laughs) And so it's been a challenge. But we made some major breakthroughs uh, in the last two weeks, and I still have some hopes we're going to have that in the building by the end of the year. But that's not a promise. So uh, that's in the area being painted and worked on right now. And I saw picture of the mayor of weatherford in that uh, oh, in the cockpit he just i mean he's so proud of that <laughs> well it's I, it, it's pretty well known i can say it's sitting over in burns flat in one of the big old b-52 hangars and uh, the group that's coming in there to start painting um, uh, commercial airliners which is a really exciting uh, thing that they're doing uh, they have stepped right up they have helped us uh, they're going to end up once we get it rest- all the parts on they'll paint it uh, they've just been a godsend to us to uh, be able to help uh, call the group called PAC, and I think they're about to gear up and start painting aircraft. Away. You know, I was surprised somebody, I was telling them about the F-17 the other day, they they didn't know where it was going to go. It's interesting because there's a place for it. Oh, yeah. And and many people have already been to the Space Museum and have been in there for meetings. Oh, yeah. But well, it's, it's the window that you see when you... The you, big triangle yeah. windows, uh, when you walk up to the building, that's the shape of the nose of the F-117. It's very geometric. But during the time that we thought this would be in there two years ago, uh, we've used that gallery for big events. And uh, one of the problems is that once that airplane arrives, and the thing is, the events have become a big thing for the museum. Last year, we did 137 events at the museum. And... uh, and that was the only place we could put larger events. And so once the plane goes in, they were going to lose that space. Well, that leads to another scenario uh, is have a donor that's come forward and said, We've, we can't, you know, we got to keep this event thing going. And so we're now, we have architectural studies being done to add a new addition to the south end of the museum. And that's where the kind of part of the old... Uh the south ramp of the uh, of the airport, and then also you had in the front you had the old terminal. The old terminal. You've taken all that, that over, right? Right. And since we built the new terminal, and so that new south addition, uh, part of it will be dedicated to for the kids to hands-on STEM aerospace-related exhibits, which we've needed. And then the other part will be for a brand-new event space that will be spectacular and um, uh, that we we could seat up to 500 people at a meal. And so um, and we hope, I know you wanted me to do this today, but I'm not quite ready. We're going to be announcing... Uh, somewhere down the road here, and I'll come out here, Harold, and, and, and do it here. But we've got some really exciting things that we've been working with the Smithsonian on. 
that uh, uh, one of the big items will go into that room, which will make it unbelievably spectacular when you walk in. And uh, um, but it shows how close of a relationship we have with the Smithsonian. And, of course, a lot of people don't know this, but we're an official affiliate of the Smithsonian Institution, and there's very few of us around in the country. And that opens up their, the national collection of artifacts to us. I know that one thing we couldn't we wouldn't have been able to get the the the, the Gemini Six right. without being affiliated with Smithsonian. Oh, yeah. That's part of the requirement. That's right. And so this new thing you're talking about, we're, when uh, when do you think you can are going to be able to announce that? Well, I I think once we get all the paperwork signed and so on, I'm hoping that'll be probably around Thanksgiving. And other things, you've got some other things. Oh yeah, out we've got there as well. a couple of other. I'm dangling carrots right now, but uh, yeah. a couple of other uh, exciting things that uh, I hope, hopefully, will be announcing. Very good. We're going to take a quick break. I'll be back uh, to talk with Max Airy about uh, some of the exhibits going on. What 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 new exhibits are you're working on yes, right now? Because right. I know you've got several. Yep. So stay tuned. We'll be back with more right after these messages. Oklahoma Farm Bureau is proud to be a strong, solid voice for agriculture in Oklahoma. Farm Bureau members work together as advocates for family agriculture and our rural communities. Join us by becoming a Farm Bureau member today. Visit our website at okfarmbureau.org to sign up or to learn more. For nearly 80 years, Oklahoma Farm Bureau members have come together to build a brighter future, and we're going to be here for decades to come. Together, we are Rural Oklahoma. Every year, you pick your replacement heifers. Some become profitable cows, and others just disappoint. How can you make more reliable selections? Genetic testing. Commercial cow-calf producers like you are using Inherent Select from Zoetis, an innovative multi-breed genomic test and weekly genetic evaluation. Once again, if you want to make more reliable selections, choose Inherent Select from Zoetis. Honest, hardworking company installing reliable center pivots. Waterworks Irrigation takes the killer water electricity mix out of irrigation, offering simple pivots, easy to understand and maintain with constant smooth movement to eliminate gearbox damage due to constant start-stop cycles. With TNL, there's no need for an electrician on staff. Just a few simple wrenches and an unlimited free phone support will keep you up and running on your schedule. Find them on Facebook. Waterworks Irrigation, making rain reliable. Briley Baca is an investment advisor representative of and advisory services offered through Royal Fund Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Just imagine what your life would be like if you had to navigate your finances alone without any help from a spouse. It can sound daunting, and a lot of times it is if you don't have the proper safety nets in place. This is Briley Baca with Advanced Financial Strategies in Clinton. More often than not, the woman in the relationship is the person who ends up managing the family finances in the later years of life. We have all heard the statistic that women live longer than men. But did you know that almost 65% of the people over the age of 85 are women? Being a widow, divorcee, or single parent is hard. But going through these life-changing events without a plan for your finances will make these times even harder. Give me a call, Briley Baca, the only independent certified financial planner professional located here in western Oklahoma, and we will work together to make sure to provide safety and security for your family. 323-6800 or visit our website, retirewithbacca.com. 
Slay the holiday season with homemade gifts for everyone on your list. At Natopia Nuts and More, they understand that every gift should be as unique as the person receiving it. Let them customize the perfect holiday gift basket full of made in Oklahoma jams, jellies, pickles, nuts of all kinds and all flavors, candied cherries, raisins, the list goes on and on. Get your orders in now. By the time Christmas is here, you'll have already started checking off the gift giving list. Natopia Nuts and More, just inside Deer Creek Market and Hydra. This is Swatsu Sports, powered by Pioneer on Bulldog TV and 95.5 The Coyotes. Goes deep, middle of the field, catch late, end zone, touchdown, Bulldogs, Deshaun Mora. Catch all the action on 95.5 The Coyote and Bulldog TV. Hi, it's the voice of the Bulldogs, Mike Smith, and after being home for two consecutive weeks, your Swatsu Bulldogs get back on the road this Saturday, traveling to Durant to take on Southeastern Oklahoma State. We're on the air with the pregame show beginning at 1 o'clock, kickoff at 2, coming up on Saturday on 95.5 The Coyote. Swasu Sports is made possible by More Than Medicine, Great Plains Kubota, PSO, Elk Supply, Ace Home Centers of Western Oklahoma, Clinton Liquor Store, Bar S Foods, Dobson Fiber, Herd Auction and Realty, Shepherd Home Health and Hospice, CJ Southwest Tire, Commons Auto Group, Blue Sky Bank, True Vision Optometric Group, Culver Electric, Jet Distributing, and Pioneer on 95.5, The Coyote. 722 this morning, Max Airy from the Stafford Air and Space Museum, our guest on the program today, and we're talking about what's going on at Stafford Air and Space. I wanted to note something for the audience real quick. You know, earlier on when you first got to the studio, we were talking about what we were bombarded with in terms of negativity, people killing each other and all those things. Your comment about living in the best place in western Oklahoma (laughs) from Weatherford kind of got my attention because... Mm -hmm. We do have that going on for us. And, and Clinton. Yes. And Elk and, City. And Elk all City. Oklahoma. Well, yes. Yeah, it's, it's a sense of security out here that, you know, we hear all of the negative world events, and we feel somewhat, fortunately, somewhat removed from that because uh, we do live in a peaceful area, and we shouldn't take it for granted because there's a lot of people in the world that aren't living in that sense of security and so uh, i've often used that phrase and i'm so glad i'm living in western oklahoma so tom stafford still living 93 almost 94 years old. 93 just turned 93 just turned 93 Uh, do you talk to him very often (laughs) four to five to six times a day seven days a week Uh, (laughs) he's still extremely active and uh he uh, always is calling to find out. I'm sending him pictures all the time. He calls me. Uh, I always know when he's late awake at night and came up with a new idea because my phone rings early in the morning, and I know the priorities of my day have just changed. And, uh, no, he is just absolutely extraordinary, and he is still so active. Um in his consulting, he still goes to Washington to walk the halls, uh, to help on defense budgets, NASA's budgets. He was just down, um, the administrator of NASA uh, last week uh, sent a car out to pick him up to get him over to the launch pad to watch this one big uh, rocket take off that's going out to an asteroid. and. And he sat there right there with uh, the NASA administrator. They're very close friends. And so he's still 
he still has his finger in just about everything. So he's really become the dean of all oh. the astronauts, I think. Uh, from his, uh, Most of the first seven are gone, I think. Oh, all of, all them, of them are gone. And, and most he, of his group are gone. The nine after that, yeah. which was the second group, yeah. he was named astronaut, which was a big deal yeah, big back deal. in the 60s. And they were absolutely the finest of all of the classes, too. They were the ones that took us to the moon. But uh, anyhow, I, I had the great opportunity to know many of those guys. And what made Tom stand out besides his career was he never forgot where he grew up. He never forgot his hometown. And most of the old guy, other guys, they haven't been back to their hometown since their ticker tape parades 50 years ago. Tom, uh, before COVID hit, he was out here three or four times a year. Like I said, he's on the phone to us every day. He is an extremely proud Weatherford Eagle. Very much so. Very I think, much I think so. when he got became, uh, you mentioned this before, but when he became a member of the Hall of Fame yep, for yeah. the Weatherford Eagles, he yeah. played on the Weatherford Eagle football yeah, team. Yeah, he was a yeah. good athlete, yeah. by the and, way. Yeah, and he, he was brought into the Weatherford High School Athletic Hall of Fame, and that's one of his greatest honors with every the hundreds and hundreds. You know, he's nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. But even to this day, any statues, and I've always joked with him that the only guy that has more statues in Oklahoma than Will Rogers is Tom Stafford, and that's probably true. But every time a statue is made and the base, the plaque to go on the base of what his career was, the one thing that he always makes sure goes on is that he was the captain of the Weatherford High School football team. He's so <laughs> proud of that, you know, 93. Yeah, that is. That says is, a lot about him. That's uh, that's amazing, really. It says a lot about leadership early on. Oh, yeah. Because as captain, you were, you were involved. Oh, yeah, very much so. And he, he uh, of course, that's what he's been known for. He was put in some of the most, you know, he, he became a general at something like, oh, he was the first astronaut to become a general. Far as I know, he's still the only active general to fly in space, and I think he became general like around the age of forty. So he was moving right, yeah. along pretty well, and then he got his second and third star. Should have had his fourth one, but they decided they didn't want to move back to Washington D.C. But anyhow, he, uh, I like I said, I've known many of the guys, and no one, even even though there's some astronauts better known than Tom. They can't even stand in the same ballpark with him for his total career of what he's done. Plus his knowledge, uh, oh. uh, most uh, most uh, bright brightest yeah. of, of the astronauts in terms of math and, and, oh, yeah. and those types. And he still, you know, at ninety three, he can stu- still do complex differential equations in his head. I've and seen him do that a bunch of times. Speak on his uh, relationship with Russia. Well, he, you know, of course, he was the one that pretty much drove that initial relationship. Uh, uh, He was the commander of uh, the Apollo-Soyuz mission in 1975, and that was at the peak of the Cold War. And Nixon and Brezhnev were getting very concerned about how much of a hair trigger this was all getting to on the edge of World War III. So they got together and said, we've got to find something that we can prove to ourselves and the world that these two superpower enemies could work together on something peaceful. And so they both both nations had a great space program, so they said, let's do it there on the neutral ground of space. And that's where the Apollo-Soyuz came from. And he, um, and from that experience, not only did he learn Russian to speak, and he still can speak Russian, but he, um, he got a really good insight in how their military works. 
And to this day, that knowledge is still called upon. And that's where the F-117 stealth fighter came from. Uh, a lot of people, again, will start to figure out that not only was he a great astronaut, but he's now so known as the father of stealth. And that, a lot of that came from the knowledge that he had of how the whole Russian uh, organizational structure worked, uh, basically, which he, he always calls it mother may I. Any decision that on the battlefield that had to be made, they couldn't make it on the battlefield. They had to call back to Moscow to get permission to do it. They still do that today. You can see that in the Ukraine, how it's working. And But taking that into account... The F-117 was built to go in and take out all of the command centers at the very first of a battle so they couldn't talk. Wow. And so, so uh, that's how that – that's kind so of it's, going it's, No, no but it's amazing. Here. So kind of to wrap it up, what, yeah. uh, what's the latest, what's the newest thing, I guess, uh, for folks to see if they haven't been out to the museum in a well, while? Well, we should in the next couple of weeks be finishing up a wonderful new exhibit on the International Space Station. Again, very interactive. I've never seen one like this. We also um, will be starting work on the modern aviation gallery and the early aviation gallery. That will be a complete – a renovation. Uh, people who have been driving by on Cobb Road have been seeing for the last month this big playground going up across the street from us. That's uh, huge playground. And uh, then the city will come in and be uh, the rest of the six acres that surround it will be turning that into a city park. So there'll be a whole area out there. We're, we're kind of calling it like a campus out there now. Uh, we're also painting, repainting all the aircraft outside. We've got the T-33 done. We're about to start painting the A-10. Um, and so uh, it, it's just things are constantly going. Uh, our attendance is showing it. I, we are, hopefully, I'm not going to jinx us, but we are well on our way to a definitely a record attendance this year. Uh, and we're seeing our foreign travelers coming back, so the COVID part is finally Leveling past out. that. Yeah. yeah, and then of course just in time for uh, our Route 66 centennial coming up. Yes, and that's all. We got some big plans for that. Yeah, I know uh, it's we're exciting. Excited, I, we're Weatherford's in the perfect position to be right in the middle of that big celebration. We need to, you know, we're we're heading and getting close to becoming not just a stop off, but even a destination. Oh yeah, and that's that's when the people that's when people start spending money, right? Because they stay overnight and uh, spend by meals and that type of thing. Well, that, we got a Whataburger too. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, and we have uh, <laughs> we we uh, subscribe to a program called uh, Harvest Host. And anyone who's in RVs understands what a harvest host is. Uh, you can come in and park uh, a certain area of our parking lot free of charge. We don't have hookups or anything, but free of charge. It's safe, well lit, level. And um, what the, we don't get any money out of it. But what it means is that it makes some a group of people pull off the interstate because they can get free parking, and then that makes them stay the night in Weatherford. And they discover this town. And so many times, I mean, there's very few times we don't have three or four campers out in the parking lot. And what this, what they do is they discover the town. They go downtown and shop. They, they go, of course, buy a couple of meals, fill up with gas. And we have since had several groups say, well, we go across country every year. This has now become our stop. We wow, love this wow, little town. Good, 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 I mean, that's how, how all of this works, all very of good. the pieces. Max, thanks for coming out and being on the program this Thank morning. You, Appreciate it very much. Very Max good. Airy from the Stafford Air Space Museum. We're excited about the new things coming out there. I'll be looking forward to seeing the F-17. Well, I will be, too. <laughs> it might be my birthday again. Okay. <laughs> 
Tune in every weekday at 6 a.m. for The Right Time with Harold Wright. Brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on 99.3 News Talk KCLI.